Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Campo Cantro. I'd like to think it was Tim Payne puts everyone else on mute and just goes on a monologue. <laughs> I think they should start a, a fresh honours board for England mm, King pairs. You know, we had uh, one of the Ollies, uh, not quite sure which one. When some players were unavailable, the team has been utterly shit house. <laughs> <laughs> In a week where we reminisced about Ben Stokes' headingly innings, which somehow took place both two years and several lifetimes ago, this is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. I never really had the pleasure of, of spending much time with him, but he did send me a couple of emails out of the blue um, when I wasn't playing so well, <laughs> telling me how to, how to get back to where I wanted to be. So, no, I really appreciated that, and, um, you know, he didn't have to do that, so nice of him to, to do that. Who was that? That was Joe Root, wasn't it? <laughs> It was. Talking about some emails you received from Ted Dexter. Now, yes. Ted Dexter, RIP, died mm. during the week. Yes, and uh, j- j- just for the record, Joe, if ever you need uh, someone to take the place of Ted Dexter and send you emails whenever you're not batting well, I'm, I'm happy to step in and do that for you. <laughs> I might have to wait a while, but uh, you're in pretty good form at the moment. But if you slip, I'll send you an email if oh, you need it. that's kind of you. I'm very kind. Anyway, you're here with Kat Jones and Dan Lipke. And Dan, I am impressed that Joe Root sorts through all his emails <laughs> in order to find... Do you think he's got all the ex-captains of England on a whitelist of some sort? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he's just like inbox zero or... <laughs> I guess in cricket's like inbox duck, isn't it? Yeah, yes. is what they go for. That's I'm an inbox zero person. I'm yep. going to call it inbox duck from now yep. on. That's a that's a very good call there. I'm still actually I'm still giggling over a tweet that you just found before we went on air. We'll we save will, that. We're saving that. This is a preview to keep you listening. We're saving that for the Muller segment later on because yes. it's glorious. But anyway, I I'm also impressed with Ted Dexter, mm. uh, and and it's because he he must have reached the high eighties surely, and he. 
he's, he's there trotting out the emails. Yeah. I, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, it's very impressive, isn't it? Yeah. He's uh, in there. He's managed to log in and t- set up his modem. He's done very well. Yeah. He's, um, and we shouldn't be ageist about this. Most of the 80-year-olds I know actually <laughs> are very competent with email. Yep. Um, I mean, I even know a few who listen to podcasts as well. That's very hard to believe. No, 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 it's not. And hello out there, all you 80-year-olds who are listening to us. We would love you to send us a message if you know how to use email. Yes, definitely. Uh, so please send us a, an email. Anyway, uh, rest in peace, Ted Dexter, who honestly I had never heard of. <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor Ted Dexter. He'll be shattered. Well, he would be shattered well, to, to hear that you'd never heard of him. I don't think so. If, anyway, if NASA Hussein claimed, you know, on Sky in some kind of rain delay that Sir Humphrey Shufflebottom has died and here's an obituary of his life, I just, I would just, wouldn't even doubt it. Yep, Could yep. be anyone. And I'd do what I normally do, hit mute. Yep, very wise. <laughs> I did find one cool fact about uh, Ted Dexter. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool name too, mm, by that's the way. A good, very good name. Anyway, he, he was actually famous in my lifetime mm. for being a, in the chairman of selectors brief, yes, briefly, yes. I think. Yes, yes, yeah. That, that, that's where I remember him from, just being a terrible – well, maybe he wasn't <laughs> terrible, but he yeah. selected terrible teams all through the 90s. Well, I think he, in 1989 he became the chairman yeah. and, and he had pretty terrible cricketers to choose from yes. by all accounts. Anyway, Alan Border in 1989 was was going out to try and beat England and they did. Mm, 4-0. Spoiler, 4-0 to regain the Ashes. And uh, so Ted Dexter selected the team that, that lost there. But, it, of course, he was not helped because Mike Gadding went on a rebel tour of South Africa in mm. the middle of the series. Now, when I went looking online, there's a, this sort of interesting and slightly scathing description of this period of Ted Dexter's life in uh, – it's just from <laughs> Wikipedia. I do like how they, they say Mike Gadding's rebel tour of South Africa in the middle of the series removed more than 15 England players from contention. Admittedly, England were already 2 nil down and none of these players had shown any talent. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, oh, that's fantastic. So anyway, he's selecting from the remainder who yep. presumably were even, even less, less, talent. <laughs> less talent than that. And in the first test at Headingley. So we're, mm. we're at Headingley again. Mm. Um, Dexter selected four fast bowlers and no spinners for the team, mm-hmm. which, you know, Indian tactics of yep. modern times perhaps. He advised uh, David Gower to put Australia into bat uh, only to see them make 601 <laughs> for seven and win by 210 runs, yes. more, more than enough. Yep. Anyway, for the second test, he decided he would write an inspirational hymn. <laughs> <laughs> You weren't expecting that, were you? I wasn't. Was it Jerusalem? <laughs> no. Well, he would have been famous if he'd read that. Uh, anyway, he wrote them an inspirational hymn for the England cricketers to sing. No record of whether they actually ever sung it. And he appointed a team chaplain. Now, this is how much faith do you have to have? Well, a lot you- of faith. <laughs> Well, not much in your actual players. Oh yeah. If you're, you know, calling on greater, <laughs> be- greater beings to save you. Anyway, yep. apparently, then he remained aloof from the players. Mm. Well, quite right. <laughs> and also because he'd written them a hymn, and you know, they mm. probably weren't that friendly to him either. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he seldom visited the dressing room mm. because I, yeah. I, heard, I heard he got really angry because they didn't put the hymn on the England website. They put the Bangladesh team song up there instead. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fantastic. But anyway, he wasn't yep. in, the, in the dressing room too often. At the end of the summer, he told the, he told the press jokingly that the lines of Venus were in the wrong juxtaposition. <laughs> and that was incorrectly interpreted by the press as a genuine belief in New Age mysticism. <laughs> 
Oh. So I love this. This this anecdote is not over. Yep. So then the, the lackadaisical Gower was fired at the mm. end of the summer. And so Graham Gooch, more painstakingly, mm-hmm. uh, was made captain until 1993. Anyway, despite Dexter having called uh, his previous appointment as captain, Gooch is being hit in the face by a dead fish. <laughs> End of anecdote. Oh, that's fantastic. That's uh, yeah. So Ted Dexter sounds like a, a person we could really use in England cricket today. He'd make it much more entertaining. Yeah. So yes, R.I.P. Just before we get started on the show, I'd like to congratulate uh, Majar Sundan on Twitter. Who, uh, if you recall, last week we had a new sting. It was the JL Time sting for all all matters. Justin Langer. Yeah. And uh, that that sting came with like five quotes from movies, and it was uh, it wasn't supposed to be a quiz, but they turned it into one. Uh, they they managed to track down all five quotes from the movie. So they, they managed to get Guy Pearce from LA Confidential, Martin Sheen from The Departed, <laughs> Scoot McNary from Gone Girl, Aaron Eckhart from The Dark Knight, and Cillian Murphy from Batman Begins. And so I would have I would have been zero out of five on those. Yep. So we'll play this thing again and then we'll uh, we'll probably go straight into the, the news of the week. Excellent. Secure them jail time. You do enough jail time to convince anyone this is no setup. Cut deals that include some jail time. No jail time. He's not going to want to hear that you have indeed our operation just to get your thugs out of a little jail time. This is the part of the show where we discuss the cricket news of the week. Okay, lots of uh, stuff going on in the world of cricket. We are going to choose to cover the third test between England and India. We're very self-indulgent here, aren't we? We just we pick are, one bit of yeah, news. We discard all, all yeah. other cricketing news. We don't have time to muck about with any of that. We, yeah. We've got to get straight straight into the meat of the issue, which is the third test. Uh, England bouncing back. They're, they're back one all. So I began with uh, the, uh, England recalled uh, David Milan back into the side. Mm. And David Milan is, of course, my favourite uh, cricketer who's first and second surname are both one letter away from being palindromes. Okay, so your favourite one or the only one? one? No, no, there's Joe Root is also oh. qualifies and, and David Boone qualifies. Any three any three letter name qualifies, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the surname's the tricky bit. Right. Yeah, Root. Okay, that's good. I, I'll, I'll give you those. That's, yeah. that, that's excellent. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, uh, India won the toss and they decided to bat. And how, how did that innings go, first innings go for them, Kat? Well, they made double figures. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I'm trying to be optimistic here. Yep. Uh, so it was not great. No. Uh, bowled out for 78. But, not, but it could have been worse. Mm. They could have put England in to bat and England might have made 601 for seven. That's true, <laughs> yes. And also could have been worse if they'd been bowled out for 36, as they, they famously yes. did in Australia, less than... 12 months ago. Indeed. So advantage India. Yeah, definitely advantage <laughs> India. England will be annoyed that they let them get away, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, anyway, we had a few players for England uh, bowling pretty well. Jimmy Anderson bowled well. Yeah, he took the first three wickets that fell and uh, Joss Butler managed to take the first five catches that, yep. that uh, took place. But ne- neither of them went on with it. They kind of slacked off after that. Uh, yeah, it's disappointing think... that they can't go on with it. No dedication to the full 10, right? No, definitely not. And mm. uh, Joss Butler has since been dropped for the next test. So oh. that's bad. Bad news for him. Uh, I, I think I think his wife's about to give birth as well, but that may oh. just be a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully he'll learn his lesson. Take, take five five catches isn't enough, Joss. Take yeah. all ten next time. So uh, in reply, England went out and they didn't lose a single wicket uh, on that first mm. day. So they finished the day at none for 120. So and that was very amusing, wasn't it? It was very, very funny. <laughs> that was good. So that was a very kind of an arm wrestle on the first day, you'd say. Honours even. Uh, England just a little bit ahead with all 10 wickets in hand. And then they went on and on and on, including yeah. 
including particularly Joe Root, went on and on. Joe, Joe Root's getting very boring now, isn't mm. he? Just century after century after century. He's pretty yeah. relentless. And so, yeah, they, they got a very, very big lead by the end of the second day. And then on the third day, um, probably the highlight of the day was a plane mm. flying over Headingley with, with a banner behind it that said, uh, sack the ECB and save test cricket. I, yeah. think, uh, I think it was George Dobell, friend of the podcast, George Dobell, who first tweeted this uh, plane out. Did we see it on the network coverage or was it like a so. streaker? Uh, yeah, think it was definitely like a streaker, <laughs> yes. Right. Yes, they talked over it and pretended that buzzing sound wasn't really there and it was only the dedicated press corps who was who were leaning out of their windows with their phones taking snaps Giggling on and, and, and taking it. Yeah. Sack the ECB and save Test cricket. That could be a tribute to Ted Dexter. <laughs> could <right>? be, yes. <laughs> Sounds very Ted Dexter. Well, it's very, very, very David Gower-esque as well, yes. who, as, as we mentioned, was sacked by Ted Dexter. So it could be, <laughs> could be any of these, any of these uh, great men. Yep. Uh, I also thought that maybe the pilot got the letters mixed up and the banner could have been a message back to air traffic control saying base seek tv set and cricket catch because wow. it came shortly after a johnny bairstow screamer at uh, second slip where he just kind of plucked oh, it out of yes. the air it took me a long time to work out that palindrome <laughs> yes that's incredible i, I think you know, banners are a bit of a soft cop out anyway. I, mm. I would have only been impressed if oh, they'd smoke. managed to skyrite it. Yes, yeah, with yeah. The, with this whatever they use, smoke, but presumably. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think. Uh, I mean, regardless of whether it's banners or smoke, I think every test needs a plane just flying overhead, zooming around. Yeah. And you could train the drones that the interview the players to like try and shoot at them. That adds, adds an extra element oh. to the to the match. Oh wow, that's yeah. another another well, development. Yeah, liven sure. it up during the slower sessions of play. I reckon. Yep. Yeah. 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 That'd be a bit distracting. And well, it didn't distract India. They kind mm. of fought their way back into the game on that third day. They they got you know within a hundred odd runs of, of England with only two wickets down going into the final day. Yeah. But uh, but then on the fourth morning it was uh, our good friend Ollie Robinson. Uh, he uh, he tore through the the two set batters who was Pajara and Coley. Got uh, Pajara LBW not playing a shot. Mm. Got that on review when the umpire somehow gave it not out. And then uh, he had Coley caught it slip and he ended up taking a five for. And I, I was just wondering, is, is he England's best Ollie? Of all the Ollies that England have, is Ollie Robinson their best Ollie? Didn't we have a better one last week? I kind of lost track no, of that, that. That was the same Ollie, I think. Was it the same one? Well, same he's Ollie. definitely yeah. the best one yeah. then. Well, I, uh, yeah. I mean, he's the best on field Ollie. Off field, he's, uh, he's a little bit dodgy, I think. Uh, he's the do- dodgy Ollie uh, with, the, with the naughty <laughs> tweets. Yep. Um, but, but I was thinking, in, ter- in terms of cricket, uh, if you look outside of cricket, the England also have Oliver Twist, of course. Oh, yes. They have Oliver Reed. Yeah. They have John Oliver. Oh, good grief. And they have Olivia Newton-John, who was born in England, despite being thought of as Australian. So does that mean he's now the fifth best? Fifth fifth best. Fifth or sixth best? Fifth fifth or sixth best Oliver, I think. Okay. So that's stiff Ollie competition, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's cranking up there. Yeah. He's in the top ten. Top ten Top ten Ollies of England. Yeah. We need to do that full list, I think. We need to have that. We we talked about the honours board at Lord's. Maybe we have the Ollie (laughs) honours board. Yes, the Ollie honours. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but even at like eight or nine wickets down, I still thought uh, India could win the test because it was being played at Headingley and the, mm. the Headingley principle is that, you know, the team that's in control of the <laughs> test match, they're the, they're the team yep. least likely to win. Yeah. Uh, which kind of meant... Uh, that when India went nine down and became, because of that very principle, the the strong favourites, that was the only time that England had a chance to win the match, which mm. they, they ended up doing. They bowled out in India for 278 before lunch and won by an innings and 76 runs. So it's a solid principle. <laughs> it is a very solid principle. It stands principle. up, for sure. Yeah. Yep. And I was impressed. I thought it was really good work from India to deny Root a second inning century. So that's <laughs> re- really, really clever stuff from India. Difficult to do. <laughs> difficult to deny many centuries at the moment. Yes. Yeah. Yes, well, he scored six already this year. 
Yeah. He's, um, he's, he's, yeah, he's doing pretty well here. Yeah, I, I, I went through the numbers. Against India this series so far, he scored 507 runs. The second most England runs for the series is Bearstow with 147. So oh. he's just a lazy, what's that, you know, 360 ahead. Yeah. He, also, he has more runs than the next top five England run scorers put together. So that's Bearstow, Burns, Hamid, Curran and Butler. I'm not sure Curran got in that list, considering he got a pair in the previous This test. is what happens when Ben Stokes is not around, yes. right? Well, uh, when it comes to Stokes, if you include the previous series against India from earlier in the year, Root has scored 875 runs from seven tests, oh. and the second most is Stokes with 203. Um, so, yeah, so he's still miles ahead, mm. uh, even if you include Stokes. Well, my question is, how is he going to go on with it now that he's not getting emails from Ted Dexter? <laughs> I know, he's doomed, <laughs> isn't he? Please support capitalism by checking out these sponsors. All right, so we have a new sponsor for this week. We've been plugging my uh, my <laughs> real books, my published books, published yeah. by a, a real publisher in previous weeks. But this time around, we're going to publish a, a self-published book that I've written. Is this a virtual book? It is a virtual book. It's a Kindle book. It's called Who's Who in Australian Cricket Imaginary Players Edition A to E. Wow. It's like an imaginary book of imaginary players. Yes, yes. So, you know, you can get all your, your top-tier players like your Bradmans and your Perrys and your Gilchrists. But th- th- this is this is for the... The players that are so obscure that they technically don't exist. So it's uh, you can learn about uh, ten forgotten imaginary heroes of Australian cricket. Now, just to be clear, this is actually a real book. It's a real book. Get. Yeah, I mean, I did say before it was imaginary. It, it is virtual, and it is about virtual people. But yes. it's a real book. It's a real you book. can go yes. read it. It is absolutely worth reading. Yes. Otherwise, we wouldn't be allowing them to advertise within Definitely. this wonderful podcast. Yes. So there, there's, there's 10 of you, <laughs> 10 to read about. It's 99 cents on Amazon Kindle. So if you just go to amazon.com slash author slash Dan Lipke, you can buy this or any other books I've written because no publisher is going to pay me for them. <laughs> When's the short ball coming? Short ball obviously plays a huge part. Get yourself to play the short ball. The worst thing to do, play the short ball. Or you're playing the short ball. Yeah, we're going to talk about playing the short ball. Of course, our wonderful segment uh, hosted by KP. Well, at least the, the jingles hosted by KP, right? Yes, yes. He doesn't feature in podcasts as much as he used to, and I'm pleased that we have him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I miss KP. He's used to be full of full of lots of entertaining stuff. Remember when he wrote that book and just uh, had to be he had to wait a year to write it because he'd been sacked from cricket and he wasn't allowed to say <laughs> anything about it. Exciting Crazy times. times. Yeah, yeah. 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 Why, why do you talk about the short ball so often? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not quite sure. But uh, short ball is, of course, our segment in which we focus on one individual ball from a cricket match and and in this episode we're going to focus on the first ball of the 91st over of India's second innings. Yep, hope you can remember it. Yes. Uh, this was, well, Virat Kohli had just been dismissed. Yes. So this is uh, the last ball of uh, presumably Ollie Robinson's over. Was yes. it Ollie? That, yeah, yeah, that was Ollie, Ollie who got Virat Kohli off the yep. last ball of, uh, of the previous over. The greatest, uh, well, the, in the top 10 of the, the greatest English Ollies ever. Yep. And it was his over, and India were about four down at mm. this point, and uh, we had uh, Ajinkya Rahane on strike mm. and uh, Rishabh Pant off strike. Yes, he was he at just the non-striker's the end. Yes. So now we have James Anderson. James mm. Anderson, best bowler ever mm. for England, is is coming into bowl, and as he he ran into bowl, we could see what Rishabh Pant was doing, presumably competently backing up Dan. Not 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 quite <laughs> as much as you'd like, because he was instead he was shadow batting at the non-striker's end. Kind of oblivious to the fact that James Anderson was yeah. running into bowl. He, he played a, a delightful whip through mid-wicket <laughs> and he just started to play another one and that's kind of when he looked up and saw that Jimmy Anderson, when 
his was in his delivery stride and yeah. he kind of went, oh, shit, and turned around and uh, scurried into position ready to back up. So it was a, a delightful little moment there from Richard Pant. Yeah, it was definitely an oh, shit moment, wasn't yes. it? And, you know, Rahane wasn't even distracted, really. No. Neither was Anderson. They no. just all got on. Which Does that mean that, that Pant's doing this constantly? Possibly. It's the only time we've really seen him. Yes, yeah. So, well, when, when Pant did face his first ball, like uh, uh, the, the next ball after this one, he, he did charge down the pitch. I mm. assume he was trying to get back to that position where he's shadow batting, yeah. but he could, couldn't quite get all the way there, so he just had to settle for taking a single off Anderson. Wow. But I, I think it's a good ploy from Punt. I, I mm. like the idea of uh, of shadow batting at the non-strikers end, facing the bowler as they come in, particularly Anderson. Anderson's getting very old now. He could easily get confused, <laughs> think he was bowling to Punt and release the ball from 22 yards away from him, which is 44 yards away from uh, Rahane, yeah. and that would give Rahane plenty of time to counter any swing that Anderson might get. Yeah. So great, great thinking for Hunt, I reckon. And so you tweeted, uh, you took a clip of this moment and you, you tweeted that out. What kind of responses did you get to that tweet? Well, <laughs> rules of Twitter, tweet out a video of any type and you're kind of peppered with intrusive notifications for at least 48 hours. Yep. But anyway, there were a lot of uh, responses of the time. I had something like 60 people reply. I, I wasn't exactly <laughs> ratioed on it, but there were mostly people going, this is why I love Rishabh Pant, yep. which is the right answer. Yes, that, that's the correct answer. Yeah, yeah. And but, there was... Uh, a couple of people with with realistic sort of assessments of what was going on. For example, at least he can't be man catted, which <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it's accurate. And uh, a few people a little bit more, you know, gleeful at mm. uh, Punt's downfall, saying uh, now he will practice by running down to the pitch of the pavilion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he did only make, what, one? one yeah, run? yeah, he didn't, didn't make many runs. No. I think he was out and over or two later. Also, I do like this one from uh, um, at AJOS23. Only good shots he's played this series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brutal. It's brutal. And the other the other question uh, that someone asked, why didn't Rahane pull out? You mm. know, could have said, hang on, hang on a minute. No, he told <laughs> Anderson to go back to the top of his mark. But I reckon he didn't pull out because he was used to it. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Rahane might have been distracted if the drone had started shooting at aeroplanes, <laughs> yeah. possibly. Oh, and probably not even then. Not. I, I do like the idea that he wasn't distracted because in the nets, punts always just at the end of the net, <laughs> shadow batting as well. Yeah, if he's not bowling, he's yeah. shadow batting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, someone else just you know quite concerned, pointing out, what if Rahane needs him during the review? <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck, Rahane. Bad luck. And then following it up with it, this was the second tweet uh, back to me. Well, that's why India is so clueless with DRS. <laughs> Maybe because they don't practice. Uh, yep. And then uh, a couple of other people. I do like this one. One guy said, the way he was bat- shadow batting, it seemed like a 1990s video game bug. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Yep. As you're trying to come into bowl when you're playing a video game, there's always some bloody sim shadow batting in yep. the wrong place. Turning around in circles. Yeah, yep. on strike the wrong direction. Yep. Anyway, and, and just as a final comment from uh, Ritesh, 883565 phone number. We cannot drop punt because he played such a great knock at the Gabba 17 innings ago. <laughs> Again, brutal, brutal yep. uh, descriptions. Uh, very but, funny. Uh, so if, if you want to see that, that brief clip, you've got to go to Kat's Twitter account. That's at CricketBackCat and you can, you can find that clip there. Uh, you can reply to it as well, but Kat probably won't see it because I'm pretty sure she's muted replies <laughs> by now because there are far too many of them. Ah, can't ball, can't throw, coming live. Thanks for tuning in.
taking your time and the underappreciated act of the week and the funniest and crazy plays of the week who is gonna join the honorary board the number one scott moeller award all right it's time for the muller award uh, which is of course is our award for the most absurd thing that has happened in cricket over the past week so we've got a few nominations here mm. um I'll go through the first one if you like. Uh, England announced that Ian Botham would be their their new trade envoy with Australia, um, which inspired friend of the podcast Ben Pobji at Hart Wexford on Twitter. Uh, he imagined the commercial that Ian Botham would do, which which was very funny. So it basically goes: Ian Botham looks up from his pheasant. Oh hi! Didn't see you there. You know, I used to love hitting Aussies into the confectionery stall, but these days I want to make sure you Aussies don't stall when it comes to buying fine British confectionery. Oh, that's pretty awful. That is, but I can easily envisage that happening. Yeah, I'm pleased you didn't try to do his accent. No, no, I definitely wouldn't do his accent. No. I, I, th- I thought you were going to say I'm pleased uh, you didn't try to do that infamous tweet that both did. <laughs> well, I was about to ask, while he's in his advertisement, is he wearing clothing? Yeah, I, I hope so. He's got his pants on at least. Yeah, so that's one nomination. Fantastic. What else have you got? Uh, I've got uh, Ravi Shastri tweeted out a video clip of all his dogs. He's had five dogs and they were all eating dinner in a row. They were all well-trained, just chomping down. Uh, in a line, the dog's names, uh, as he pointed out in the tweet, were Bouncer, Beamer, Flipper, Skipper and Yorker. Oh, that is great. That's fantastic, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Uh, and then the third and final one, this is the one we referred to right at the beginning of the podcast, the, mm. the tweet that we only just saw just before recording. So we had Aaron Finch. Uh, he tweeted, he was referring to a video of himself scoring the highest ever T20 score back in t- 2013. He tweeted out, can't believe this was eight years ago, exclamation mark. Jeez, I'm feeling old. Face with tears of joy, face with tears of joy. <laughs> and then uh, Glenn Maxwell quote tweeted him and said, can't believe how many times we had to watch highlights of it when we lived together. <laughs> So that's very funny from Glenn Maxwell. That is wonderful. Yeah. So, some cricketers really know how to do Twitter. But yeah, not many. I think they're on one hand. You know, yeah. there, there's not many. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So which one do you think? Which one are we going to give the, the Muller to this time? Oh, we're going to give it to, to Maxwell for sure. I think so, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a Maxi Muller, I think. Yeah, congratulations to Glenn Maxwell for that fabulous tweet. Yep. And that's pretty much it for this show. Uh, you've been listening to Kat Jones and Dan Lipke. You can find us both on Twitter. As mentioned, Kat is at Cricket. Batcat. And Dan is at Lieb Cricket. You can follow us on at Can't Bowl Throw on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Search for Can't Bowl Can't Throw. And, and don't forget to uh, buy my new book uh, from yeah. Amazon. That's Amazon.com slash author slash Dan Lipke. Fantastic. Uh, it, it doesn't doesn't have as many uh, made up captains as I perhaps <laughs> hypothesised earlier, but it no. does have lots of other made up cricketers. Fantastic Father's Day present. It is a fantastic Father's Day if you, present. If you're a c- complete Skin flint? Yes. Uh, well, you can be even more skin flinty because I think for about 24 hours it's free. So oh. d- duck out, download it for free, give it to your dad. And we will see you all next week. Bye. <laughs>
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.